what's going on everybody welcome back to the beer battered sports podcast the podcast created for sports fans by sports fans because we believe in let's be honest we're the most qualified people to talk about our favorite teams i'm your co-host isaac and i'm kylie and we will wait and see if if, uh, calvin's gonna pop in today he said he would uh hopefully we will get the full crew for the first time in god knows how many episodes but regardless the show will go on welcome to episode 74 we're uh Hey, you know what? We're getting really close to 100 episodes, I just realized. We are. I know. We got to do something very special for episode 100. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've been thinking of something. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Uh, before we go any further, uh, we have a very special, uh, very special message to say. Uh, for those of you who didn't see on Twitter yesterday, yesterday, along with being America's birthday, was also Kylie's birthday. So very happy belated birthday to you, Kylie. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, with that being said, today's episode, we're going to talk mostly about NBA free agency. I have the NBA free agency tracker here that's tracked every move every team has made. Um, we'll also be talking about the ongoing craziness in baseball, uh, particularly, I want to say, uh, a certain New York teams uh, surge towards immortality. Uh, did we talk about Domingo Herman's perfect game last episode? No, I'm, I'm not going to spend much time talking about it. We did not. Let's start with that. Yeah. Um, or did we, did we talk about it? I don't remember. Well, I think, I think we did, but I, I oh man, see the episodes are starting to blend together. Cause I can't recall if right. we did or not. Um, all I'll say is, uh, once again, uh, I'm not condoning anything Domingo Herman has done in the past, but I am still uh, thrilled that I got to see a perfect game in my lifetime. Uh, that, that's what I'm going to say. And my dog is licking the window. Fun. Okay. Um, by the way, if anybody hears any uh, barking or uh, scream barking, because that's apparently what Norwegian elk hounds do, uh, my dog's been having a rough couple of days, and uh, he is he's in a mood. He's in a mood. <laughs> he's, he's in a mood. So uh, if you hear something that sounds like an animal dying, that is him being overly dramatic and screaming because he does that. Um, that's weird. It, it's so weird having a dog that does that. It, 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 it's jarring when you hear it. it. It really shocks you like, oh, my God. But um, anyway, so Kylie. Let's start off by talking about NBA free agency because there's been a lot of interesting moves. I've got the official tracker via the NBA here for each team, and I'm looking through this now, and it looks like the team – do we want to just go team by team? Because there's been a lot of interesting deals that have been signed. Yeah, let's go team right. by team. 
Well, we'll start with we're going to go alphabetical order. We'll start with Atlanta. Their only big trade uh, move so far is they uh, traded. Uh, they got a trade with the Jazz for Rudy Gay, um, which I guess helps a little bit. Cause, um, but I don't. I don't think Atlanta really needs much. I think they. Uh, I think they they got a good place going in terms of development. I think they just need a, a break get, to get a good break for Trey Young and those guys to make a push. No, they're not good. They they've been on the struggle bus for ever since they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've they're not an impressive team. We'll we'll see how everything pans out, but not right, impressed then. with the Hawks. Stand corrected. Then um, here's what we got with Boston. So Boston uh, agreed to a two year deal with O'Shea Brissett. Their big one, though, in a three-team trade with the three three-team trade with the Wizards and the Grizzlies, the Celtics signed. Oh, there he is! Hey, he made it. What is it? One hundred five. One hundred five. Right on time. Perfect. On the dot. I love it. And like that, folks, we have all of our members here for the first time in probably almost a month. We've been. It's all good though. You're just, in time, you're just in time, Forty. We are discussing. We're going team by team, discussing every uh, team in the NBA, what they have done so far. What's going on, Mike? Uh, we're going team by team in the NBA, discussing their free agent moves so far, and we're just about to talk about Boston, their big move, and a three-team trade with the Wizards and the Grizzlies. They got the unicorn. They got Tingus Pingus, Kristaps Porzingis, who I finally saw play in person, by the way, and he is he is something special. Um, he's going Tingus to Bo- he's going to Boston. Uh, I love this move. I think that this get this gives uh, Boston. Um, not only does this give Boston a big guy in the middle to deal with, you know, certain big guy over in Denver that's going to be a problem for the next couple of years, and obviously not the same level. I mean, Porzingis is good. It's not good. Um, I think this is good. It solidifies the middle. Um, but what do you guys think about? Highly feel free to be as salty as you want. No. No, one hundred percent. I agree with you, Isaac. I I actually like the move, uh, just because it gives Boston a guy that can score in the paint. Uh, they didn't have too much of that last year. They lived and died by the three pointer, um, and then you know we saw where that got them in the playoffs. Um, you had games where Jason Tatum's taking eleven, twelve threes a game, and it's very unnecessary. Um, so it gives them. Gives him a better option other than Robert Williams with a guy that can score down low. I think it opens up a lot and it will open up more opportunities, either assisting or scoring for both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, so, I, 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 yeah, I like it. I, I think it's a good move. Plus, yeah. it, plus it gives Christoph Porzingis a better chance of winning a ring, which is something I would love to see finally happen. Yeah, you guys know how I feel about Tatum, so I hope that it brings Tatum a ring as well. Hey, Boston has proven they're going to be a threat for the next couple of years, so uh, this I think is a, a it's not a huge splash move, but it's a it's a good depth move. You know, Kristaps Porzingis is one of those depth players that actually is a big enough name. Um, so I'd be excited to see what happens there. Looking over at the Nets. Um, not a lot of big changes. Uh, Cam Johnson returns on a four-year deal. Dennis Smith Jr. agrees to a one-year deal. Lonnie Walker agrees to a one-year deal. So nothing big from Brooklyn, it looks like. I heard they're looking to ship off Ben Simmons. 
okay, but where does he go? That's the question. Does anybody want him? I have heard that as well. And that's the thing that you just said, Isaac. Who wants him? Like, this guy hasn't played in, like, two, three years. Like, a full season. I, 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 I have no interest at all in uh, – Of course. In, in Ben Simmons. I, I, I've heard enough horror stories from Kylie about her having to experience Ben Simmons. I don't want to experience that. Unfortunately, no, Ben knowing... Simmons is scared of heat culture. He's not going to go to Miami. He's scared. Thank God. He's not built for that. Miami's tough. It is tough. Very few players make it out of Miami. Um, Charlotte has only made one big change. Uh, that is a multi-year extension for LaMelo Ball, which is good. He's he's really the centerpiece they've got going right now. And, I mean, Charlotte Charlotte's one of those teams I look at that they could be a contender if they had some good pieces, but they really need to figure out a core right now. And I think – at best, their first big thing was they got to nail down LaMelo Ball because as much as I'm not a huge fan of him and his style of play, like he's one of those, you know, highlight hoopers so that we'll get into when we talk about Houston because, God, I got some opinions. Um, he's damn good, and he's probably the best thing Charlotte's got going for them right now. Well, they so. did get Miles Bridges back as well, so that that, that helps tremendously. Um, him and, him and LaMelo seem to have a great chemistry, so that'll help them a lot. Next up, we got Chicago. So it's a three-year deals each for uh, Javon Carter and Kobe White and a two-year deal for Torrey Craig. Uh, outside of that, nothing else from the Bulls, which uh, kind of concerns me because those are that's one of those that's one of those teams I've been looking at a lot. By the way, speaking of the Bulls, is Lonzo Ball ever going to play again with the situation with his knee? I hope so, but I don't know. That is a great question. They're, they're saying that he looks to be out this whole entire season as well. Damn. That's that's crushing. I, it, I, uh, alt- what sucks, sorry, Isaiah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what no, sucks go ahead, is go ahead. His, uh, his dad is what ruined him, those stupid big baller brand shoes. He said that was the first start of his injury was those big baller brand shoes. He was saying that in an interview that he had to change his shoes. Like when he was strictly wearing big baller brand, he had to change his shoes like five times a game because he would bust out the soles and stuff like that. Damn. It's almost as if um crazy person doesn't know what they're doing. Like I'll give I'll give LeVar Ball credit. I mean, he got his sons on the map, but there's a point in time where you got to step back and stop being a helicopter parent because you could get your son, you know, get your son in a situation where his NBA career might be over. It's a shame too cuz Lonzo was arguably the most talented of all three of them. I agree with that. Lonzo <sighs> Yeah, it sucks because, I mean, you know, Lonzo wasn't fantastic in L.A. It was kind of rough. And then, obviously, he got sent to New Orleans. He seemed to be improving. And then when he got to the Bulls, it was like he was really getting better and improving and showing to be a very, like, formidable player. But these injuries, man, it it really sucks. The thing – the key factor is to – they were the one or the two seed when he got injured. I think they actually they had were. the best. That, yeah, I think they actually had the best record in the East. So that just shows you his impact to that team there. And you exactly. see, I don't. And I, the problem is, looking at Chicago's moves, I don't think Chicago right now is really ser- is taking this as seriously as they should because they haven't really made any big moves so far. And they've signed a couple of of depth players, but that's it. Um, They're kind of stuck. 
Yeah, and that sucks because Chicago. I mean, that Chicago. I always have a sweet spot for Chicago, um, mainly because I could have been named Jordan after Michael Jordan. My dad was such a big Bulls fan during the 90s. Um, so I always have a sweet spot for Chicago, and it just sucks to see them in this position because it's yeah. weird. It, it feels weird seeing the Bulls not be good. Speaking of teams in that division, though, the Cleveland Cavaliers are making some moves. So they've re-signed yeah, Karis LeVert on a two-year deal. Nice. Uh, they've signed uh, George Niang to a three-year deal. And in a sign and trade, very big. In a sign and trade, they got Max Struess from the Heat. Um, first of all, good luck with Max. He's a great depth player. He was key in our uh, our run to the finals. Um, so treat him well. Treat him well, Cleveland. But those are some big names. The Cleveland, like they're Cle- Cleveland, has been one of the more consistently better teams in the last couple of years, which is really weird saying because I mean it's Cleveland. These. are I, I see nothing wrong with these moves. I think right now Cleveland like knows where they want to be, and they're really showing it with these moves right now. They've been slowly improving every year, which, I mean, the team has been nothing every time LeBron leaves. Like, every time LeBron leaves, that team is just garbage. So it's nice to see them finally, like, not only have a, a star on their team again, but to see them do well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Cleveland is just has such bad luck with all their teams. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, you remember after LeBron left, they were shit for a couple of years. But last couple, last two years, Cleveland, they've been slowly and surely building. And like this last year was the first time they made it out of the play-in tournament into the actual playoffs since LeBron had left. The last time that the the Cleveland Cavaliers made it to the playoffs, and I'm not counting the play-in tournament, made it to the playoffs without LeBron James on their roster. You guys want to give a guess? You guys want to guess where uh, when that was? I'm going to say somewhere in the 90s or 80s. That's what I was going to say, 90s. 90s, all right. You guys want to na- uh, give me a name, give me a specific year in the 90s. I'm going to go 92. 94. Actually, I know they played Jordan, so it's somewhere in between that 92 and 96 run. Calvin was the closest. 1998 was the last oh. time the Cleveland Cavaliers made the playoffs without LeBron James prior to last season. Damn. Yep, they lost to Reggie and the Pacers in the first round. Gentlemen's sweep. So Makes sense. It was Reggie and the Pacers. So you can see why it's so big that Cleveland is able to do this without LeBron, because after... Mm-hmm. Because after, like, the 90s, they were nothing until he showed up. Uh, Looking at the next team, Dallas. So, Kylie, get ready for this one. Dallas has agreed to a two-year deal with Seth Curry. I know you have some opinions on that. Uh, A one-year deal with Dante Exum and are returning both Dwight Powell and Kyrie Irving on three-year deals. Um, Will this help their woes, though? Because Yes. Explain. So... Dallas, before we went live, Dallas and Matisse Thibel have a deal. So Matisse is going to go to Dallas unless Portland matches their offer. I don't know what the offer is or anything, but if they if Dallas does get Matisse Thibel, that like really improves their defense mm. by a lot and solidifies their bench. And, and then the uh, the Seth Curry pickup. 
Huge. Gives them gives them another twelve points a game. Um, you know, twelve to fifteen points a game. There's one. There can be one of those games in there. He gets real hot and he gives you thirty off the bench. Um, we've seen him do it plenty of times. Um, so, and then it, it's uh he he gets to team back up with his guy Kyrie. You know, they went to Duke together, so got a little bit of the chemistry there. Um, I mean, Kyrie didn't really play too many games at Duke, but in the eleven <laughs> games that he did play. He uh, played 11 you know, games? Yeah, 11 games and still got drafted first round, first pick. Damn. That's how you know you're one of the best. <laughs> I am well, be... we got some suspension news. Ooh. Is this related to the NFL uh, gambling? Oh, it's MLB. it's MLB. It's MLB. Okay. New York Yankees pitcher. Oh, no. Jimmy Cordero has been suspended for the rest of the season. What did Jimmy do? For violating MLB's joint domestic violence, sexual assault, wow. and child abuse policy. Oh, my God. What does it say exactly what he did? Um, right now, it's saying the Yankees support the suspension. There is no justification for violence. We stand with the objectives, standards, and enforcement. No details yet from what i've seen but i mean honestly this is what pisses me off how hard is it to not endanger your child sexually assault someone or beat your wife or girlfriend it, it's not hard to not do those things it really shouldn't be hard it's it's honestly tra- it's honestly tragic that is here's the thing i tell you what this has got to be serious if the yankees are 100 behind it like that's uh, jimmy cordero wasn't really contributing anything to us at the moment but even still, like, damn, the fact that the, 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 the organization media is like, oh, yeah, we support the MLB's decision. Fuck that, dude. That tells me, like, yeah, no, he must have screwed up. No, I feel like they have to say that. True. I yeah. feel like they have to say we support the MLB's decision. I feel like if they – if it was fightable, they would have said they're going to fight it. But I don't know. I, it, it just happened 10 minutes ago. So we'll see whatever comes out. But – uh, I, I I agree with that, but then I kind of disagree with it as well because I've seen we've seen situations before where there's been a big situation and the team is behind their player before they're releasing him and things of like that. That's true. That's true. So we have seen situations like that. So I, I think I kind of agree with Isaac on the mm-hmm. sense of if they're all in on we agree with this suspension, he must have done something major. Yeah, I absolutely agree with Isaac on that. I just, we'll, we'll see what comes out. I really try to let the news come out before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but the yeah. fact that the Yankees are behind the MLB without even mentioning fighting and investigating it, it seems that like it's, it's pretty obvious it happened. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, at least our Yankees fans haven't lost their sense of humor, um, because in oh, a dark God. twist, yeah, they're already making Domingo Herman jokes. It's uh, I've already seen. We a got rid of, of our wife beaters. Why haven't you gotten rid of yours? I don't know, and I don't know, and we let him pitch a perfect game, which uh, it it just ew, feels weird. Um, but anyway, back to the NBA free agency. Denver is up next. The defending champions. They didn't really need to do anything, but they did do some. Um, they signed Justin Holiday for a one-year deal, uh, re-signed Reggie Jackson for two years, and re-signed DeAndre Jordan for a multi-year deal, which brings up the question, is he even going to make it more any more years? Because DeAndre Jordan's getting up there. A multi-year deal? Yes, uh, that is 
That is being reported via Chris Haynes, by the way. NBA gives little links to who's actually reporting, which is really nice. They don't just say, you know, oh, this was reported. They actually, like, show you where it was linked to. You know, multi-year, he could survive it just due to the fact that he won't have to play too much just because Jokic plays 38 minutes a game. So, For most of the season, if not the yeah. entire season. If, if he's sitting on the bench and he's only getting 8 to twelve, eight to 10 minutes a game, he, you know, I, I, I can – I can play on a multi-year deal at 30-plus years old if I'm only getting eight minutes a game. Hell, Braun's playing almost 40 minutes a game at 39. I don't know how he's doing different. it. That, that's different. He wasn't, that's true. wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't built here. He was built somewhere else. That's different. <laughs> Swear to God, that dude was not made in America. He's made in the lab. Oh, yeah. Um, Detroit only has one big addition. In a trade with the Wizards, they got Monte Morris. Um I, I don't know if that'll help, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to help them too much. No. Now, here's a big one. Golden State. So, Golden State has re-signed Draymond Green on a four-year deal, which I th- actually thought he was gone. I thought he was going to go somewhere else, to be honest. I did, I too, actually. Was, I thought he was gone, too. I, I really did. Uh, I mean, uh, when I saw that they uh, they were restructuring their front office, I thought – yeah, they're probably going to start disassembling the core and just bring in some new guys like they did uh, to get that last championship. No, re-sign Draymond Green. Um, they did get Corey Joseph on a one-year deal, but their big pickup, really, really big pickup, in a trade with the Wizards, uh, they got Chris Paul. Uh, could this final? Could, could we finally see Chris Paul win a ring? I don't mm-hmm. know, because the West is kind of stacked and the Warriors are starting to show their age. But I wish Chris Paul the best of luck. I don't know if this is going to be like a KD situation, but one could hope. And this would actually be a positive. This would actually a positive KD situation because when KD joined the Warriors, I just I was pissed off. But with Chris Paul, it's like, you know what? You go, Chris. You go chase that ring. You deserve it. Well, on paper, I'll tell you, it looked phenomenal. You feel me? You you can start Steph at, I mean, uh, Chris Paul at the one, Steph at the two. Clay at the three, Draymond at the four, and, you know, hopefully Kaminga can drop his nuts and play some basketball, and he'll start at the five. Um, so that on paper looks absolutely fantastic, plus all the people they have coming off the bench. I mean, they did lose DiVincenzo. Um, they lost somebody else too, but I forgot, but – you know, they still have a solid bench. At the end of the day, they still have that guy number 30. So as long as number 30 is on that team, they can make as far as a run as they possibly want to make. Um, so paper-wise, they they look excellent. As far as Chris Paul winning a ring, though, like you said, Isaac, the West is just way too stacked for us just to say the Warriors are going to go win a ring because they got this great addition. Don't get me wrong. Chris Paul can still – assist like he's in year one and give you 20 assists a night if he needs to but i just don't think that this is the extra piece that gets them over all the rest of the people in the west here i don't think so either because yes they have number 30 but 30 is nothing like that guy over there in la that wears number six it's different when you're carrying teams that's true. And I am actually very high on the Lakers coming into this year. Yeah, if you want me to be honest, I'm not even being biased. I think the Lakers have a better chance to win a championship than the Warriors do. I agree with that, actually. I'll actually that. jump over to the Lakers right now since we're talking about them. So the Lakers, they've been making a lot of moves. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they re-signed Rui Hachimura on a three-year deal. They signed Beautiful. Jackson Jackson Hayes signed on a two-year deal via ESPN. Beautiful. Uh, Torian Prince on a one-year deal. Beautiful defense. Austin Reeves has uh, return is returning on a four-year deal. That was That's the huge. best. That's the best signing they made all offseason. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, a two-year deal with Cam Reddish. I like that one. Love it. Great shooter. Uh, good de- good defense. They have re-signed D'Angelo Russell for two years. And finally, Gabe Vincent on a three-year deal. I'm I'm jealous. You guys get one of the one of the one of the uh, most underrated players from my Heat our last uh, our last run. You guys get him now. Yeah, and you know, the a lot of the guys you named there is exactly what LeBron's look, been looking for for the last five years, and that's guys who can shoot the three pointer. Um, yeah. You got Austin Reeves. You got D'Angelo Russell. You got Gabe Vincent. You got Cam Reddish. All those guys can shoot the three there. So, um, like I said, I, I think if you want to compare it paper-wise or on the court-wise, I think the Lakers have a better chance to win than the Warriors do because at the end of the day, I mean, they still have number six, and we saw that he can still play at this high-caliber level with these young guys no matter what age he is. So, you know, um, it's not a – it's and, and then – the team they had last year, they basically brought the same team back and just added some more addition to it. So oh, yeah. they got all the way to the Western Conference Finals last year with this team. Now they're adding new additions to it. I mean, I, I don't see why they can't get back or further next year. Yeah, and I don't think the Lakers' Western Conference Finals run was a fluke or anything like that because, oh, hell no. first of all, you're, I'm never going to doubt a team with LeBron on it. That's first and foremost, obviously. And second, that team after the trade deadline, after the moves they made, very, very different team. We saw them play really well, and especially toward the end of the season, they really started to connect. Yeah, it was night and day how they were at the beginning of the season. Exactly. So that whole team coming back, adding more pieces, I don't see why they can't come back there this year. Now, the other L.A. team, the Clippers – they mm-hmm. haven't made as many moves. Um, They're waiting. Oh, yeah. They uh, they got a trade with the Rockets for K.J. Martin, and I'll talk about the Rockets in a second. Um, and then they re-signed Mason Plumley and Russell Westbrook. Uh, as you said, Kyle, you said they're waiting for something. The, 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 the Russell Westbrook disrespect is just absolutely incredible at this point because two years, $8 million, and you got Dylan Brooks getting four years, $80 million. is just absolutely insane. There's nobody yeah. that is going to tell me on this earth that Dylan Brooks deserves to be making more money than Russell Westbrook in the NBA right now. I don't care what season Russell Westbrook had with the Lakers. You saw when he went to the Clippers, he changed it around. Everything started clicking again. Before he got to the Wizards, he was still that Russell Westbrook that was averaging a triple-double a game. Dylan Brooks he was doing that with aver- the Wizards. That's what I'm saying. Dylan Brooks was never averaging a triple-double a game in the NBA ever in his entire career. No. And this guy has $80 million somehow for four years. And that's a great segue into Houston. Uh, so the Rockets were a disaster last year. Um, I talked about highlight hoopers with LaMelo Ball, but they had a bunch of them. And, okay, so on one hand, 
they had some good signings. Uh, they got Jock Landale on a four-year deal, Fred Van Fleet on a three-year deal, Jeff Green on a one-year a deal. Contract, yeah, those those two, Fred Van Fleet and Jeff Green, I think are going to bring some veteran leadership to that team. But then they signed Dylan Brooks to a four-year, what was it, $80 million deal. 80 Why? Million. You already have a culture problem because you have a, a bunch of players who like are only playing to get highlights on ESPN. And yet you go and sign like one of the most problematic players in the league, a guy who, you know, should be playing in the CBA right now. It's it's ridiculous. Like we spent all the offseason making jokes about how Dylan Brooks was the jokes have been ruined. We spent all offseason making jokes about how Dylan Brooks was going to have to start learning Chinese because you're going to the Shanghai Sharks, buddy. No, he's yep. going to Houston. I, I, I just don't understand what Houston's goal here is because they signed two great veterans. I mean, Uncle Jeff, you know, he, he makes every team he plays for better. Fred Van Fleet is awesome. And yet then you sign, to use a strong term, a team cancer in Dylan Brooks. I just yeah. don't understand what Houston's doing. I was confused by the Dylan Brooks signing, especially with the amount of money that he was signed for. Because what did he do last year other than every time I saw Dylan Brooks on ESPN is because he was talking trash to somebody. I didn't getting see the highlights. There was no highlights, no game film, no anything of Dylan Brooks other than him trash talking. So trash talking gets you four years, 80 million now. Because if that's the case, if that's the case, I'll start training tonight. <laughs> I mean, Dylan Brooks has proved that how easy it is to get into the league now. You don't have to have shit, but if you can uh, get up in LeBron's face and say, man, you puss, you pussy, you'll get signed to that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and it, it, again, like what I said before, Houston has had a, Houston's been having this huge culture problem in that they just don't have any players who want to play for the team. I think Van Vliet will fix that. Yeah, I, I think the veterans they're bringing in could help with that, but Again, like it's it's so hypocritical because then they go and sign Dylan Brooks. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so I, I did see this though. They did hire um Ime Udoka as their head coach. So yeah. that actually Ime, did I say I'm Ime? So that might help them out a bit, but I still just don't get the Dylan Brooks signing. I never will. It's gonna yeah. come back and bite them in the ass. Here's the Pacers. So Pacers, I'll do this one quick. Uh two year deal with Bruce Brown. Five-year extension with Tyrese Halliburton, and in a trade with the Knicks, they got Obi Toppin. Pacers are setting themselves up here. They are. And the big one there is Bruce Brown. And going back to the Nuggets, I think that um, is going to hurt them. Bruce Brown played a big critical part in that championship run this year. Um, mm-hmm. Losing losing him on that team is, is going to be a little bit of a downfall on from what he produced there. So – that's my reasoning for why I don't think Denver goes back. Is even though they have that unicorn guy over there, um, I don't think they go back just because of the the people that they lost there. But going back to the Pacers, Indiana looks great. Obi Toppin, I think, was a great signing. Um, Bruce Brown, of course, great signing, and then you know making sure that you lock down Halliburton. That was probably priority number one and the best thing that they did yeah oh yeah uh who's next all they right got, they got some guys that can help them run it run in the east now for sure oh yeah yeah 
Memphis, I mean, we know what Memphis's real issue is right now, and that's a deal with John Morant. But in terms of free agency, um, they got Desmond Bain on a five-year extension, which, I mean, with Dylan Brooks and gone and John Morant having his issues, that's kind of like the number one thing. It's like, okay, our only good player left is Desmond Bain. Let's, uh, let's, Let's deal that. But they did make some big moves. They got a multi-year deal with Derrick Rose. And in a three-team trade with the Wizards and Celtics, they got Marcus Smart. That's There's right. Big names going to Memphis. Yeah, I think so, this is a similar situation to Houston where they're trying to get in, lock in some veteran guys here because they're like, look, we got some younger guys who are kind of out of control. Can you guys come in and like clean it up? Exactly. I think Derrick Rose is going to bring the locker room presence. He'll be the locker room guy and change the culture in there and help John Moran a lot. Um and then Marcus Smart coming in there. I mean, great, another great veteran guy. You even saw with the Celtics all the times that he was, you know, talking and coaching and telling these guys what to do and who to go where and blah, blah, blah. So he'll be another great veteran presence on the court as well as off the court. Um, as well as, I mean, of course he's not as explosive as Ja. Ja Moran's probably the most explosive athlete in the NBA right now. Um, the guy jumps out the gym, he jumps out the roof, but – Marcus Smart is is not that far of a fall off from Ja as a starting point guard because you know he started every game he played in last year. Um, I'm pretty sure there was consecutive years where he started 82 games in in consecutive seasons. So he gives you the uh, you know he he has that stamina to give you longevity on the court all season and things of that nature. Um, he won defensive player of the year just two years ago. Um, so, it, it, you know, him him being the point guard that he is is not too far of a point guard from what Ja is. So it's not going to make too much of a difference record-wise for the time that Ja has to be suspended there. Unrelated, but I just realized Marcus Smart looks like Kang the Conqueror from the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, moving on to Miami, my Heat. We let a lot of guys go in terms of signings. We signed Josh Richardson and Thomas Bryant and re-signed Kevin Love. Okay. Um, How the hell are you guys going to get Dame? They're going to get rid of Hero. Probably. They don't want Hero. Yeah, the Blazers don't want Hero. That's why the Heat are trying to get a third team involved, so somebody will take Hero. Um, I enjoy Tyler Hero, but I'm willing to give him up for Dame. Of course. All right, so let's talk about that for a second, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think before we do any other go at any other teams, we got to talk about Dame because th- that was not listed in the NBA's website. But we need to talk about that. Dame wants out finally, and, and so him. It's funny because I saw Paul George say a quote the other day, and um, he's like, "It's funny how Dame went from everybody's running from the grind to." Now he'll only play for the team that was in the finals last year, which is my yeah. Um, But not only that, I mean, yeah, I understand the heat culture. Yes, I understand Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I understand Eric Spolstra. But do we not think that Giannis is going to come back harder? Do we not think that this team or that team, like the Knicks, the Cavs, um, I mean, the Nets have a lot of great role players, but man, no superstars, honestly. But even the Nets, like the Bulls, like there's teams out there in the East that are going to come to compete. So if he, is he thinking that Miami's just going to go back to the finals again next year? Like, 
what is his big infatuation with Miami? Because he thinks that going to Miami is his, is his like, ticket to winning a ring. But he could go to Miami and they could never go back to the finals again. Then what? Right. That's a good point. He's just and- setting his sights on Miami instead of saying, put me in the best position possible to actually go win a ring. Because yeah. if, with with all the pieces that Miami's just lost, I really don't think that is the best position possible to go win a ring right now. I think yeah. that Giannis will come back stronger next year. I think there's a lot of teams in the East that can be better than Miami or even knock them out of the first round or not even have them make the playoffs. Because let's be honest, they almost even really didn't make the playoffs this year. Yes, they had a great run in the playoffs, made it to the finals, but – they were the eight seed, and they had to play two games to get to being the eight seed. They lost the initial yeah. game to make them the seven seed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not yeah. too sure of his infatuation with Miami. I, I I don't know either. Maybe it's that old uh, stereotype of people trying to retire mm-hmm. in, in South Beach. But um, I I'm I'm just I'm frustrated too with it. Because part of me would love to get Dame, but also like we don't have any depth anymore. We sold all of our depth pieces away at the trade deadline. We sent exactly we we or, or during free agency, excuse me, not trade deadline. We we've sent everybody away at this point. No, we lost exactly. Gabe Vincent. We lost Max Struess. We're going to lose Tyler Hero probably. We are not in a position right now to make another run. You know, yeah. So it, it, it's unfortunate, but that's the situation with Dame. Um, but you hit the nail on the head there. You mentioned Giannis. Don't get me wrong. Him and Jimmy Butler would be great. Oh yeah, one thousand percent. But you know, I, 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 I don't think that's enough to take that team to the finals. Especially like you said, you just lost half your team in free agency. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Um, looking at some of the other teams here. Uh, so you just mentioned Giannis, Milwaukee. They have um, re-signed Brooke Lopez, Jay Crowder, and Chris Middleton. Uh, they added Robin Lopez, so both Lopez brothers are going to be playing with, on the same team. Which is, is that the first time they've ever done that? I think it is. Uh, and they also signed Malik Beasley. Uh, so not a lot of changes for Milwaukee, but they really didn't need any changes. I mean, it's the Bucks; they're they're just good. Yeah, they'll if, with Giannis on the team, they'll always be. Yeah, yeah. Right there. Gian- Giannis, Giannis is the East's new LeBron. The the Bucks will dominate the East every year, no matter what. Like. Yeah. Even if they don't go to the finals, they'll be the one seed every year, just due to the fact that they have Giannis and he's so dominant. Oh yeah. Exactly. Uh, who's? Go ahead, Kyle. I don't know when his contract is up. It's within the next couple years, I believe. Next one or two years. So I've already seen some stupid ESPN analysts just. Bored and needing of clicks, and they've started to talk about where Giannis is going to go and all that crap. So, technically, they do need to win or get really close the next couple of years if they want to keep him. But other than that, I'm not going to give it the time of day. <laughs> so, next couple of teams, not a lot of big changes, so I'll just gloss over them real quick. Uh, Minnesota, they re-signed uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and signed Shake Milton, Anthony Edwards. Uh, well, Anthony Edwards got extended, and Troy Brown. Um, the Pelicans re-signed Herb Jones and signed Cody Zeller. There's another Miami piece gone. And the Knicks signed Dante DiVincenzo, which actually gives them some pretty good depth. 
Um, yeah, it does. I, I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Oklahoma City but, is next. They may. Uh, I, I tried to mute. I tried to mute myself, but I couldn't get to it fast enough. The the Knicks though they uh, Divincenzo, Josh Hart, and Jalen Brunson all played at Villanova together. So those guys, you know, they got three guys over there now that'll have some chemistry. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay, see, they tra- they traded for uh, Victor Oladipo and Patty Mills and signed Jack White. Forgot about Depot. There's some pretty oh, good oh, moves there. Okay, see, is my sleeper in the West this year because everybody is saying uh, Victor Wembanyama this, Victor Wembanyama that, but everybody forgets that my guy Chet Holgram didn't play last yeah, year, yeah, so yeah. he still has that chance to win Rookie of the Year this year and, and pull a Ben Simmons and you know. Um, get the rookie of the year in his second year, technically his first. So I I, I like Chet Holgram to be my rookie of the year this year, not Victor Wembanyama. That was my I guy like last pick. year. If we go if we go back to the NBA season from last year, right before, I mean, right after the draft, I remember me being on the podcast talking about Chet Holgram and how he was going to be the guy before he got injured. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't think it's gonna be Victor either, actually. Um, and I keep forgetting about Chet, and he has put on some weight since being in the league, so that's a good yep. sign. I think he went sign. from like one ninety five to like two two oh eight or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we got some white guys in Orlando. Uh, <laughs> Moritz Wagner is returning on a two-year deal, and Joe Ingles has signed to a two-year deal. Um, some good veteran presence there for the Magic. Help some of their younger guys. Philly. The only major move that Philly has made so far, it looks like, is signing Pat Bev. So, Kylie. Pathetic-ass team. <laughs> and I think that's all we need to to mention for Kylie's uh, sanity. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, how the Phillies doing? Just checking in real quick. How the Phillies mm-hmm. doing? At least I have the Phillies because this Sixers team is not going to do a goddamn thing in my lifetime. <laughs> like I, I'm already out on this season. Uh, there's, there's no way this team does anything. I don't even know if they go to the playoffs this year. Um, that could be an overreaction because we do have Nick Nurse, but like, I just, it's hard to take this team seriously right now. I can't take this team seriously. Let me well, look at Har- Harden, Harden and Embiid look like they were having a good time at Mark, uh, Michael Rubin's uh, party yesterday. So, you know, they, they, maybe they're convincing each other that, you know, maybe he was convincing Harden to just stay a little one more year. Let's do this thing, you know? So, it's possible. Of, speaking of that party, could somebody explain to me what Michael Rubin's party was all about? Because I saw that all over social media and had no idea what was going on. So he has his wedding oh, yeah, every year. Yeah, he has a he has a like all white party every year on Fourth of July, and basically all the biggest name athletes and people like not just athletes, uh, musicians, everything. The biggest people are there basically. Like Robert Kraft was there, Tom Brady. Um, you had uh, Jay Z. Little baby, like you know, all the top people in the in the world: James Harden, Joel Embiid. Uh, I think LeBron made an appearance there for a second. Um, 
I think so. Yeah, so that's basically what Michael Rubin does. He basically just has a big-ass party with all his billionaire rich friends. So is is it weird that I saw pictures of that and thought to myself, I have no interest in going to one of those ever? Not going to lie, I would 100% go to one. I, I wouldn't, if, honestly. If, if I had the clout, I would 110% go to one. I don't Tom know. Brady but... was high as a kite out there. Dude, I'm telling you. He, uh... He had this one picture. It was funny. It was like him, James Harden, I think Embiid, and somebody else. And Tom's throwing his middle fingers up. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, look Welcome at this guy enjoying retirement. Look at this guy enjoying retirement for once in his life. Good for Tom. I love it. Back to the NBA free agency. Only got a couple more teams to go. Uh, no team has made more moves so far this free agency uh, period than the Phoenix Suns. Um, so here, get ready. Okay. A three-team, tra- a three-team trade with the Wizards and Pacers. They got Bradley Beal, Jordan Gooden, and Isaiah Todd. They signed uh, Kieta Bates-Diop, Drew Eubanks, uh, Eric Gordon. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Chimezi Metu and Yuta Watanabe. And they re-signed Josh Okoji and Damian Lee. So they have made more moves than anybody else. The only team close mm-hmm. to them in terms of how many moves they made is the Lakers. Um, biggest signing, obviously, is Bradley Beal. But still, like, there's a – they really went in for depth in this uh, free agency period. I, I tell you what. On paper, they look like the team that should win the NBA Finals next year. But. But. Injuries happen. Real life happens. Chemistry happens. You know, th- things of that nature. I, I can't just give it to them automatically because no. they have Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker now. Like – I, I, it's, it, it doesn't, I don't look at it and be like, I don't look at it and it's like, mm. oh shit, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. It, like that team was crazier than Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal. Like if I had yeah. to look at a lineup, I'd much rather look at Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker than Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Iguodala, Draymond Green. Like that team was absolutely insane. So paper-wise, mm-hmm. they look they look excellent, but I, I just it, it is so. Bill is stars. ridiculously injury prone. That is true. Yeah. There's so many stupid superstars, and three of those superstars stupid stars. <laughs> three of those superstars are injury prone, just like you said, Kylie. Like we've seen KD deal with injuries, we've seen Bradley Bill deal with injuries, and we've seen Devin Booker deal with injuries. So, like, how many games does that three? of the core play together. We could have another episode of Kevin Durant in Brooklyn where him, Kyrie and James Harden played like 35, 40 games together in a total span of three years. So, you know, it sucks though, bro. Cause they are the most unstoppable team in the league when they all played. Oh yeah, definitely. We're, uh, uh if, if you want me to be honest, they would have won that year that Kyrie and, uh, James got injured in the playoffs. Absolutely. They absolutely would have won. And this is what separates us from like ESPN because they're already claiming the Suns are going to beat the champions next year. I think like a lot of sports media personalities, like you can tell who's authentic if they like step back and like actually look at the whole picture. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, but like we've seen it before, like, like even in different sports, like football, for example, like, yes, they made it there. But everybody just assumed already 
as soon as they made the AJ, AJ Brown trade, everybody was like, oh, yeah, the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. It's like, hold on. Relax for a second. There's 31 other teams in the NFL that still have to play 17 games just like these guys do. Um, can't just give them the Super Bowl. Like I said, yes, they ended up making it there, but everybody's prediction of them, oh, yeah, the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, actually ended up being wrong because they lost to the best guy in football right now, Pat Mahomes. And that's just like this next year coming up, you know, I've heard people already say, oh, yeah, there's no way the Eagles lose it this year. Calvin, you're playing with fire right now. Kylie and I may not be in the same room, but she could still reach across. She could still reach across the screens and strangle me, like she almost did yesterday at her own birthday <laughs> party. Did. Yeah, at her own birthday party because I kept bringing, I kept bringing it up. It's like happy birthday, Kylie. I know it wasn't the best year for you, you know, losing three championships, including one to my Chiefs. Did I mention that my Chiefs beat your Eagles in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I almost, I almost got strangled. So mm-hmm. that's true. Um, Portland, their only big move so far is they've re-signed Jeremiah Grant. Jeremy, I... no, that Jeremy, he doesn't. He does. He, that's Jeremiah. That's not Jeremy. It's Jeremy. No, it might be uh, like Jeremy or something like that. Well, he spells that, that. That that's the weirdest way I've ever seen someone spell Jeremy. Um, Sacramento uh, have re uh, basically just been re-signing people. They re-signed Alex Lynn. They re-signed Trey Lyles. They agreed on a multi-year extension with Demontis Sabonis. And in terms of actual free agents, they signed uh, Sasha Vesnikov. So that's what Sacramento's been up to. San Antonio, in light of uh, the next uh, Tim Duncan showing up, they have re-signed uh, Julian Champagne and Trey Jones and agreed to a two-year deal with, and I'm going to butcher this name, Sandro Mamukalashvili. You want to know what's crazy? Because you're in What's crazy is, how life is already written because Victor Wimignana, they're saying it's supposed to be this next big thing, like the next chosen one, things like that. He was drafted literally 20 years after LeBron, like 20 years from the last time that they were saying somebody was the chosen one. It's just, it's crazy. It's like, it, wait, LeBron was drafted. Oh, almost, almost 20 years after Jordan was drafted. Yeah, I'm seeing a pattern here. Who was drafted 20? Wait, who was draft? Who was in the draft 20 years after, before Jordan? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You might be onto something here. <laughs> you might be onto something. Don't judge me. We might be onto something. I'm judging <laughs> you. Okay, 1984, 1984. So that was he was. So LeBron was drafted 19 years after, literally almost. Uh, so that would be 1964. Please tell me. 1964 had a goat drafted. 60s. Uh, Will Willis Reed, but I mean, okay, so so maybe not. So it just started with Jordan. Hey, are you disrespecting Willis Reed? Yeah. Yeah. I think we're on to something. He better turn out good. He better turn out good. I swear. Um, (laughs) I hope he does. Just because all the hype that's around him, like. We, we haven't seen this much hype around a guy since Jordan and LeBron. Like, the, uh, I don't know. It's just... Zion. Oh, well, I mean... I, I know I'm going to be honest. 
I knew from the from the first day these guys told me on the ESPN that this was supposed to be the next LeBron James. I looked at his his game the next night. The Duke had a game. I watched his game and I said, "Yeah, this dude is not going to be the next LeBron." I already knew. No, like no. I've seen Victor Wembanyama play though when in his overseas games, and this guy he could be the next best thing. Like the guy is actually crazy. He's a different type of unicorn than Jokic is. <laughs> I, I I I just. I don't know how the Spurs keep getting away with it. That's my take. Um, At least it's not like the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. No, yeah you know. Still should not have Connor Bedard. There's a reason we're not talking about hockey this week. I'm just I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Uh, three, more team, three more teams to talk about, and then we'll wrap up today's episode. Today's NBA special. Uh, so Toronto have signed Jalen McDaniels and Dennis Schroeder and re-signed Jakob Pertl. Um, losing Fred Van Fleet, I think, is still going to really hurt. Um, yep. I think Toronto's competitive window has slammed shut last year. Kind of proved that. Plus, I think uh, Schroeder signing is cool. It's nice. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think he is Canadian uh, as well. So, Dennis Schroeder. I thought he was German. Oh yeah, German, German, German. That's what he is. Yeah, he's German. Yep. But um. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder signing is a good signing. I mean, you know, great, great role player guy. Um, yeah, so I, I, I mean, the Raptors would be okay. You know, they still have Siakam, things like that. But Van Vliet leaving that team is definitely uh, going to be a big factor. Losing Van Vliet is gonna is gonna hurt them a lot. But you're right with Siakam yes. still there. They're still going to be somewhat competitive. Um, mm-hmm. The Utah Jazz uh, extended Jordan Clarkson for three years and traded for John Collins. So, okay, solid stuff for the Jazz there. And our last team, the Washington Wizards, in a three-team three team trade with the Grizzlies and Celtics, they got Tyus Jones, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Muscala. They re-signed Kyle Kuzma on a four-year deal. They traded uh, Jordan. They got Jordan Poole and Ryan Rollins in the trade with the Warriors. And in a three-team trade with the Suns and Pacers, they got Landry Shamet. 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 Call me crazy. I'm, I'm bad with names, as you can tell. I'm agreeing Call with me. you. Before you even say it, I'm agreeing with you. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> what am I, okay, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? They look like a great team. They could they, be a great team. They do. I, I, I look at this Wizards team, and I say, it's not perfect. And I'm not going to go out there and say, you know, oh, they're going to the playoffs immediately. But – those are some, they got some good pieces in those trades. It wasn't like they got traded for some shit. They actually signed some guys who actually I think could be pretty good. And this is the thing, too. Everybody looks at it at the Jordan Poole like, oh, well, you saw what he just did at the end of his career with the Warriors, blah, blah, blah. I think that that team put too much pressure on him. And the way the reason I say that is because you had the Draymond situation at the beginning of the year. And then after that, you're coming off the bench behind the greatest shooter in NBA history. Right. So then, you know, you start splashing a couple threes, and everybody names you the third splash brother and this, that, and the third. And now you have to play up to that standard every single night. And there's a standard that you have to play to every single night when you're with the Warriors. So then you stop playing the game how you usually play, which is yourself. And you start trying to feed into the standard mandatory uh, 
situation that you feel as if you need to be at every night instead of playing the game by like as yourself. I think in Washington, mm-hmm. he's going to be able to be himself again. He's going to be able to play basketball the way Jordan Poole plays basketball. And it, like Isaac said, call me crazy, but I think him and Kyle Kuzma is going to be a phenomenal duo with one another. Mm-hmm. I think they'll feed off each other perfectly. They'll definitely be better than a lot of people are expecting. I I I wouldn't put it past them at all. And a lot of those guys that Isaac named were great pieces and role players for any team. It doesn't even matter if it's the Wizards. At, at on the Wizards, they could be stars just because you know where they're at. On other teams, they would be great role players. But all those guys that he named were you know great pieces to any team in the NBA. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's my thing about the Wizards. Like, the Wizards aren't a terrible team. If you've watched the Wizards, I mean, obviously they lost Bradley Beal and Kristaps Porzingis, who were two, like, key pieces. But they're still – they still were – they're still a pretty solid outfit if you look at the names they've got there. And they've they got keep the depth. too. Yeah, they've got the depth, too. Like, I'm just saying, they've got the pieces. I thought Kuzma was going to Phoenix for sure. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, yeah. Now, if Kuzma would have went there, then that would have gave them another piece. Then I may be agreeing with ESPN and saying these guys are winning the championship. Because Kuzma can give you 30 a night if he wants to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that, for sure. I mean, you all know I love Kuz. Yeah. All those end- cool, but you know, number six is still in the league. So, <laughs> uh, I want to end this episode by quickly talking about one thing from the NBA that, and, and I'm just going to gloss over this very quickly because I don't think it's very advertiser friendly. Have you guys kept up with any of the drama about Zion and uh, a, a certain adult film star named Mariah Mills? Mm-hmm. A little <laughs> bit. She My got his Zion. name tattooed on her face. My guy Zion was in Paris yesterday with Jordan and Jason Tatum. I, I I don't believe I, I'm I don't believe any of the drama, but I will say uh, it is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen. The memes it's coming out of it, the memes coming out of it have been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. it is hilarious. It's definitely hilarious. Like she's making herself look so bad. I know. And For like, the internet know? too, like. Exactly. That's the that's the biggest part of it. Like, how, why the internet's forever, man? And it's like you 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 have his phone number. You feel me? Obviously, you have his phone number. We we've seen your text messages with the guy at this point. So, like, why don't you handle that with your text messages there and keep it through in your text messages, not on social media? So right. I've- I'll say this about that. There's a um, people who work in that industry. Um, I guess I, I, I don't see. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to say anything that could get me into trouble. Um, but people <laughs> who tend to work in that industry tend to not have as much shame. I guess is the way to say it. Um, for lack of a better word. Yeah. For lack of a better word, there really is no easy way to talk about this. Uh, but uh. They're very open about 
yeah, if you work in that industry, you got to be kind of open about that kind of stuff. Even so, this has been the, all the drama here has just kind of been you know, for a lot. It's, it's stupid. It's what it is. It's very stupid. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, Kylie, would you like to do the honors of signing us off? Hell yeah, buddy! All right. All right. So this concludes. This week's episode of the Beer Battered Sports Podcast, the first time in a long time with all three of us, and no technical difficulties. Uh, <laughs> We're two for two today. Don't say it yet, two Kylie. Don't say it yet, Kylie. Uh, I'm saying it, and uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys next week at 1 o'clock, as always. Oh, yeah. Hopefully with the same results as this week. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. Peace, guys. Oh, and check out our merch. And we're brought to you by Fired Up Sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Link in bio. Check out all the podcasts. You you know the deal by now. Peace. Peace. Uh, later.